two dudes going through boot camp. This is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, he is the host of the Media Files for one more week. It's Kyle. <laughs> What's up? What's up, man? Your show's your show's ending. It is. It's, it's, it is. It's and uh, your your penultimate episode posted over the weekend. It's the end of an era. It is. But uh, not the end of okay. RPG era. Just the end no, of your era. Of my era. This of the, era of I, the I Kyle era. The Bruce Worthy era comes to yeah. an end. That's okay. You know what? We'll we'll talk about it. We got one more episode coming with uh with Lindsay and I both. We'll be talking about the media files. Pretty much reviewing our own podcast. <laughs> reviewing that's awesome. Review that's a great podcast. that's a great last episode. Yeah, that's a great yeah. last episode, to be fair. Yeah. So uh it'll be fine. It'll be it'll be fun and it's time for it to sunset out, and that's okay. We're cool with it, we're happy with it, and uh onward and upward. Onward and upward, indeed. At least you're still on the show. And you're actually back. We'll talk about that in a second. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you have today during the show. Go check them out where you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed there. And then remember to leave us a rating and a review, regardless of where you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcast, whatever app, it doesn't matter. Leave us a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So yeah, Kyle, you were gone for a few weeks there and and, and really not to anybody's fault. Mine, I overslept, uh, I think, both of those weeks on our normal recording time. So I'm glad you're back this week because, Me too. you know, you, you were supposed to be here for every episode. So... <laughs> That's all right. You know what? It happens. We get sleepy. It happens. I, we do. I, I, you know what I say? I got I got sick one week too. So I mean, there was a, a week that I just could not record. So a which day I without talked a about nap is week. a day wa- wasted. That's my honor. Yeah, I don't get to nap anymore. It's it's sad. I don't really get to nap because I am so busy at work. But um, it is okay. It is okay. But it's you're back right. now. You're back now. And that's good because you have played two games since we've last had you on the show. Uh, two separate games from what I've got. So we got four games to talk about here today on Play on Arrival as we move into current conditions. And we're going to kick things off with a game that both you and Sev actually are playing through. Sev not on the show this week. Sev's already finished half of this game. I don't know if you've how far you've gotten, but uh, we are going to kick things off this week with Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Yeah, this is a game uh, long in the making. We've all been super excited for this game to come out just because we've known that it's going to come out for a long time. And it's finally here. And I'm glad it's here, man, because I've been... I'm a I'm a I'm a, a big st- fan. I'm a strategy you're snob, a big fan. you know. Yeah, you're I a big am. fan of the series. Obviously Fire Emblem 2, kind of similar, right? right? Like you like those right. kind of games. Yeah. And this one's a little more lighthearted than Fire Emblem in many ways. It's a lot less RNG heavy than Fire Emblem is, I think, which which if there's one complaint you could have about Fire Emblem, it's, you know, an 85 percent hit chance will miss every single time you need it not to or every time, you know, every time you need it to hit, it'll miss. Uh, Advance Wars is like that. It's much more cartoony tanks, guys with guns, helicopters, submarines, battleships, you know, jet planes, stuff like that uh, on this grid based map. And the entire purpose of the map is kill them before they kill you. And there's no consistent characters you have a commander that is not on the battlefield he's just you play as the commander telling things where to go and each commander has a uh, I guess a superpower they call it CO powers and so you can use that CO power to uh, power up 
your army on the battlefield, you start with Max, who's this new recruit for the, well, I think they call him the Orange Star Army. Uh, the Orange Star Army, you get Max, and he can heal all of your things on the on the battlefield, which everything starts with 10 life, and if it hits zero, it explodes and it's gone forever. And the lower damage your, or the, the lower life your unit has, the less damage it's going to do as well. So it's in your benefit to keep things tip-top shape all throughout the game as much as you possibly can. And uh, it's just been a freaking great time jumping back into this. I just recently finished Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah, uh, you did so actually. I jumped right out of like this really deep Kind of, and, and the battles in Fire Emblem can take up to like an hour sometimes, right? They are long. These rarely go over like 20 minutes, I would say. Each battle moves much quicker. The units move quicker. The attack animations are much faster. And so the game moves at a, at a much faster pace. Maybe, you know, three times as fast as a battle in Fire Emblem would, even though there may be as many units on the field in Advance Wars that there are in Fire Emblem. But it's a very fast-paced game. You get things, it, it plays out exactly like a board game. I, I'm sure if there was an Advance Wars board game, you could play it exactly the same, and that would be totally totally okay. Uh, I play I play board games like this with friends of mine. In fact, I was up way too late just Thursday night playing a board game very similar to this where units have different ranges and powers and you try to knock out the other people before they knock you out. But I think that's what I like about it is that it's exactly like playing a strategy board game with your friends. And this is one of the better strategy games that came out in that Game Boy Advance slash DS era, right? This is such a good game. It's very, very well-tuned. It ramps up in difficulty throughout the whole game. It's very charming. The dialogue of the characters is always really fun, and the characters are kind of have this very, uh, I don't want to say, it's like an early anime style. It feels it feels very early anime, and uh, they're fun, and they, you know, have these fun voice lines. Things are voice acted in this game, and uh, they've done a good job with this remake. I know a lot of people haven't been a fan of the art direction in this, because everything is 3D modeled in this game as opposed to the 2d sprites used back on the gba but i don't mind it it actually feels very toyish to me it, it i i get Link's awakening hd vibes right out of the graphics of this game uh which i like a lot of people me say too, it looks actually. like a mobile game now I I don't think that that's necessarily an insult. Some mobile games look really great, and I don't think that they did a bad job with the HD 3D textures of these units in this game. I've been enjoying that quite a bit. I'm probably about a third of the way through Advance Wars 1. Okay. I think there's, if, I, if memory serves correctly, I think there's like 25... 24, 25 missions, and I'm on like eight or nine. That's generally how many missions these get. Like even, so I, I think talked Advanced about. Force 2 is considerably longer though. I think that one is like 35 be, missions long. But like Fairy Fencer F Refrain Chord, which is also very similar, right? It's a, a grid-based yeah. art uh, tactics JRPG that I talked yeah, about last week Yeah, you kind of sold show. it on me last week, right? When you talked about it, by the way. That was... You, it's also like, oh, man. it's also twenty five chapters. Play, do I need to play Fairy Fencer? I don't know. You you might you might enjoy it. It, it also like I said, it, they're quick battles. It doesn't doesn't take that long. They definitely last significantly less time than the Fire Emblem battles do, and it's not overly difficult either. Um, it is a fun game, but yeah, they like that just seems to be like the sweet spot for these style yeah. of games, somewhere between twenty and maybe thirty missions, and you've got a decent sized game. And now I don't think that this is necessarily it's it's a much more shallow game in many respects than a Fire Emblem game is, where you're 
you, each character has an inventory. Each character is using different weapons and you're upgrading those weapons and you're trying to increase the relationship so that you're positioning them in certain spots on the battlefield and they can combo attack or back up each other, right? Mm-hmm. This game uh, doesn't have those types of interactions that you would expect out of a Fire Emblem game, but that doesn't make it... See, in many respects, it is less complicated, but there's other mechanics that are going on at the same time. It's much more, it's much less personal, right? If you lose a tank in this game, that's okay. You can can lose a tank, right? Because you might have a factory that can build another tank. In, in Fire Emblem, if you lose a character, Bon Voyage. If you're playing on Classic mode, yes. We all play on Classic, Brian. I did not for I know you don't. I know I played you don't. On, I played on I Casual. Actually, I actually love playing on Classic. It, it makes the battles feel so much more serious to me. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, you, you lose a couple tanks, you lose a couple infantry, but they're not named. They're just, they're just cannon fodder. And you throw them out there, and that's okay, because the next battle starts, and you're going to have a set amount of units that you can probably build upon through factories and stuff. They're not units that you're sticking with from mission to mission and so it's it's set controlled battles and the game is finely tuned to that and that's what I appreciate about this following Fire Emblem where, you know, you can overlevel and be super overpowered throughout Fire Emblem, you know, or you can be underleveled and not be ready for certain missions. This game, when you join a mission, you get what you get. You got to figure it out. It's much more puzzly in that in that way to me than it is grinding or anything like that, trying to get the items you need or the, the materials you need. Uh, so it's nice to not have to worry about those things coming out of Fire Emblem and not to disparage Fire Emblem. I very much enjoyed Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, but it, but it is a Still little bit more of a relaxed. Still one of my top games of this year, honestly. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, it's not my top game of the year. You know what? I think it's probably at number three for me this year. Uh, I would have to look to see where I have. Now, I grant that I haven't updated this, but uh, for, for a while there, you know, Hogwarts Legacy was sitting at my number one, and it might sure. still be, but I don't know yet. You know, I don't have that in my top three. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I've got, I've still got Hi-Fi Rush at number one, baby. I don't think any game I've played yet will end up making my list by the end of the year. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush could very well make my top three by the end of the year. I freaking loved that game. Resident Evil 4, I just finished that last night, in fact. I loved Isn't that, too. Isn't it so good? Isn't it yeah. so good? Yeah. It was I just don't know, man. With, with Tears of the Kingdom releasing next week, with Armored Core 6 getting Final confirmed, Fantasy. Final yeah. Fantasy 16, Starfield. Starfield. I don't think I've played my top three games yet for this year. No, I there's a good chance I haven't yet either. I think the only one that stands a chance of remaining is Hi-Fi Rush. I can okay, see Hi-Fi Rush fair. finishing in my number two spot. Yet. I haven't played that yet in Big, general. You're making so. a mistake, man. That game is Well, that's, that could be end up being my citizen sleeper for this year where I make a massive mistake, but I'm going to try to get to it. My number three game of last year. Oh. I know, and I hadn't played it all yet. I, mean, I still haven't played it. I still have not played that, uh, which is sad. Definitely sad. Trails into Reverie, which comes out in July, is also has a solid chance of making my, my top list if I is get this a, to it this is year. Is this a Trails game? It is, yeah. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. A Legend of I Heroes feel like there's game. three of these a year. Well, this year there is, actually. This year there's... Well, there is three this year, oh but if we gosh. count if we count the one that came out in September, like there's four within a a twelve month span because NIS America is just catching up to where they're at over in Japan. Sure, probably. sure, like, they're starting to localize all those. Old yeah, games, which yeah. is nice, which is nice. But Trails into Reverie actually is a new one that we've you know it's not just a port or anything, so that has a chance to make my actual okay. um, my top list as well for the end of the year. Maybe Goodbye Volcano High sneaks in there. You know, maybe maybe you'll end up playing that oh, and make your number one I, game I for 2023. Wait. I can't wait for Goodbye Volcano High. You don't think there's a chance Diablo makes your top? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I there think is there mine is a too, chance. actually. You're right. Yeah, I think there is for mine too, to be fair. So 
I don't know that, like I said, I don't know that I've played my uh, my top three games. People are loving Jedi Survivor. I've not had a chance to jump into that yet either um, because I don't have it yet. I game flight it and it's not here as a time of recording. So um, I am going to play, though. We are talking Advance Wars still. I am going to play Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp because I never finished either the original, like either Advance Wars or Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising. Um, I did not own those games on the Game Boy Advance. I didn't get my Game Boy Advance until relatively late. Uh, in its life, my aunt got it for me in 2003, I think, for Christmas. Okay. I got a Game Boy Advance SP. Um, so I never had a GBA when Advance Wars was releasing, but I did end up playing a little bit of Advance Wars 2 at GameStop because we used to just sit behind the counter and, you know, play GBA games and shit when of course. customers were in the store. And I was working at GameStop in 2003 when this game, game originally came out. But I had a buddy that had the original in high school and I, you know, played some of that with him. But I never owned either of these two games. Uh, I was never super captivated either by these two games. I know they're great games, universally loved, right? Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really great. I mean, Metacritic, 92 for the first one and uh, 89 for the second. So, yeah, universally loved for sure. Yeah, they're they're just they're just fantastic games and uh, could not recommend them enough if, if you like the strategy games, which I know you do. I like I know that you like. Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. You know what always bugged me about the series, though? What's that? The original was called Famicom Wars because it released on the Super Famicom in Japan. Right. So this is the Wars series, right? I shouldn't right. say this the is the Wars War series. series. Yes. So this is what bugs me about the game. And then we got Game Boy Wars, right? When it started releasing on uh -huh. Game Boy. We had a Super Famicom Wars. We had Advance Wars when it hit the GBA. But the series continued on the GameCube. Why wasn't it GameCube Wars? What was it called on the GameCube? Battalion Wars. Oh, I don't think I even am familiar like with that. Yeah, Battalion general. Wars and Battalion. I own both of those games. Um, I actually own Battalion Wars and Battalion Wars 2. Uh, they both released on, well, actually, Battalion Wars 2 should have been called Wii Wars because that was actually released on the Wii. <laughs> Holy smokes. That should have been Wii Wars. Battalion Wars should have been GameCube Wars. Advance Wars Dual Strike should have been DS Wars because that released on the DS. That's what bugs me about the series is it stopped following its like In naming format. Naming, yeah, yeah yep. fair enough. This should have just been Switch Wars. I don't know. Switch Wars. Well, no, I mean, this is the Advance Wars games, right? They're, they're not they're not brand new games. But they but, should have just made a new one called Switch Wars. Damn fair it. enough. That's, you know what? I can't argue with that. <laughs> can't argue with logic. And I'm going to play it, though. I'm play them, you know, and I got it I got it for relatively cheap. I made use of the... Uh, did you use the voucher for this? I did. I used my vouchers for this, um, and it was a good decision. Absolutely it was. Yeah, definitely. I plan to play it. I will. Uh, I my me for the first game I'm bringing. I jumped into After Image the other day after finishing something. I don't know exactly. I don't keep track of what I finish anymore, except for in the uh, the chat. What did I recently finish? Did, was Resident Evil the last thing I finished? Ooh. I guess it could have been, um, but but that was not um, within the past week. So, oh, no, I was playing Burning Shores. That's right. That's I was playing right. the yes. uh, DLC for Horizon. So after I finished that, I took like a day or two. You know, I was just playing some MLB The Show, which I'm going to talk about at the end of current conditions. But I eventually, once I got it in the mail, it arrived on Wednesday. So I didn't play it Wednesday, but I did jump it on Thursday of this week. Uh, after Image 
which we had in Thunderdome. I, I don't think it was eliminated super early, but it fell somewhere in the middle of the pack. Uh, published by Modus Games, developed by Aragon Shanghai. This is a Metroidvania, right? It's a hand-drawn 2D action-adventure Metroidvania-style game. Gorgeous fucking game, dude. The visuals, the world, some of the like environments that you go to as you move around the map are fucking gorgeous Mm -hmm. and a lot of areas you can get to early in the game right so i will preface this by saying i have stopped playing after image um for a number of different reasons i played it on thursday friday for a significant amount of time on friday and then i played it some this morning as well before we recorded i played it for a few more hours uh because i was trying to see if it actually is something i want to stick with or if i want to move on And throughout that time, I probably played for a solid six, seven hours. I encountered one boss. I went to several areas, like a fuck ton of areas, even area. And it tells you like the level of enemies that are in that area. I went to several Mm -hmm. areas at like level 10 or 11 that were like level 70 plus. And just were just was walking around trying to avoid enemies, right? Because I didn't know where the fuck I was going. So that's one of my massive complaints about After Image is that it is very, very confusing to know what you're doing. The story, it doesn't point you in the right direction. Like the story doesn't right. really point you. It says, oh, the, the, the girl you're looking for, she went off to the east. So I look at the map and I'm like, okay, east, I'll go east. And I go that way and it there's there's so many like I zoomed all the way out. Right. And when I eventually got like a map marker for some side quest that I encountered, it put the marker like a million yards to the right of where my character was at. So then when I zoomed out, I realized this is like one of the biggest Metroidvania maps I probably have ever seen in my life. Um, But I couldn't tell how big it actually was because there's no way to know. Right. You can only see the sections you've gone to. Um, So I have no idea actually how big this map is. But just by that regard it seems like it's fucking massive and again this is me traveling around to probably 10 plus different named areas that I was just trying to go and find where I'm supposed to be going next I'm supposed to be going and finding this girl uh, that I encountered and like that's literally the main quest that I'm on no idea no idea I looked at the trophies to see like what the next boss was because I was trying to figure out where the fuck I should be going sure and there's like 90 to 95 percent people that have the first trophy pop for the first boss and then 0.2% for the second boss. Whoa. Nobody can find this fucking boss apparently. You know, I think that that is a that's a that's a hallmark of a good a good Metroidvania for me is that a map system that's that's well designed, well thought out and well executed. I think that map systems are And that's not this. Right. And and it's it's funny it's funny to say that too like i need a game that needs a good map right who cares about maps in most games but in metroidvania specifically that's that's the that's what pulls it all together yes a map system is is crucial to that and if if you fail the map system being good you fail a lot of what makes a metroidvania you can't special zoom in very far in the map system when you put your own markers down they're massive and there's no like detail to the actual map itself so you like there's so many platforms in other areas within one section of the map but if you put a marker on there you don't know exactly where you're putting that marker 
because there's no detail system to the map either. It's just like a a flat, ugly, ass-looking map. Right. It sucks. It really sucks. Because the game is gorgeous, and the game is fun. Like, the combat mechanics, they're fun. But I, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't feeling it. I was getting lost way too often. I was getting frustrated when I shouldn't have been. And when you think of I mean, when you think about the best Metroidvanias, right? Ori yeah, Castlevania, the Blind Forest, Metroid, Metroid, Hollow Knight, Ori, Hollow Knight, yeah, exactly. Right? Axiom Verge. These are games that really Axiom perfect Verge, that, yep. that movement and traversal through the world and let you know where to go. Uh, it, it, that that's enough to make me not want to play after image. I got to be honest. I don't think you should. I honestly don't think you should. And it's it's something that I I relatively like. I could see myself returning to if there was ever a slow period where I had nothing else to play. I might get because again, the combat is fun. The world is gorgeous. Like the actual art style and the visuals in this game are fucking gorgeous for 2D hand-drawn. Um, but not knowing where to go and just knowing how massive this game actually and the story is very stupid. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I think that's Perfect. a translation issue okay. because the game is developed by a Chinese studio. So when it was localized, I feel like they probably made a bigger attempt to actually localize what the words were instead of making it fucking make sense. Right. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. Things just are loosely thrown together and that bugged me too. But the biggest thing was I didn't know where the fuck I was going and I couldn't figure it out. Now granted that just might mean I suck at this game. But I jumped into the last case of Benedict Fox right after, which is uh -huh. another Metroidvania that released a day after this one did or maybe even the same fucking day this no it came out two days after. Um, significantly better map system. Very detailed. Very fun story. I'm into this one. I'm going to stick with this one. This is yep. what I'm playing right now. I was actually playing it before you and I jumped and started recording. Awesome. I That's a game that I am actually pretty excited to jump into. Um, I I liked the look of, of it's fucking great. The case of Benedict Fox. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be able to jump into this one. I'm, I'm in the position right now where there's a lot of games that I'm playing, a lot of games that I'm Me enjoying, too. and things are starting to come out like crazy. I was going to jump into Cassette Beasts today, but I'm going to... Man, I, I think you should wait. Dude, you so got a badly. month. Just wait. May 25th. You have a month. Yeah. It's coming and out I've on got, consoles on May 25th. I've got Zelda next week. Right you got Redfall coming up this week. You got plenty to keep you busy until Cassette Beast hits You're right. Xbox. You're right. You're right. So I'm going to wait. Don't chance it. Don't chance it because if you started on PC, you're just going to be pissed if there's no fucking cross saves. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Damn it. Yeah, you always wait. are. I usually am. But yeah, I would just wait. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about Last Case of Benedict Fox. Next week, we actually might have a really stacked show. We might have that, Redfall, and Jedi Survivor to talk about next week. So next week might actually be a stacked fucking show. Sure. Um, but I think I will, and I'm having a really hard time. I will say this. I'm having a really hard time now sticking to my one game at a time. I think I'm going to have to abandon that rule for the rest of 2023. Uh, I just talked about it last week too, right? That I didn't want to abandon that rule, but I think I'm going to have to abandon it in order to continue to have new shit to talk about on this show because I'm not going to lie, right? Once Tears of the Kingdom comes out, I'm probably going to be in that for several That's weeks. That's that, buddy, yeah. And if I if I just was sticking to one, my one game at a time, we would just be talking about Tears of the Kingdom for like three weeks straight on this show. So I think I'm going to have to deviate and just like mix in some other games that I, that I want to talk about still have just like one focus game right that I continuously go back to because that has been helping me finish a lot of games this year so far but I'm gonna eventually need to branch out I think and I probably have to start that with this week because of just how crazy it's getting with the release schedule um granted we do have two light weeks because I think a lot of people like I said last week are avoiding tears of the kingdom they don't want to come out at the same time so right but after that it gets busier again so 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you, Kyle, have also been playing another game, though, that I want you to talk about here because I have this already installed on my Xbox and I want to know if it's something I should keep on there as other games are getting ready to come out and I'm pre-installing them on there. And, you know, with with the idea that I have to remove some things because I keep my my Xbox Series X at like 100 percent capacity at all times. <laughs> right. I just uninstalled. I, I'm probably never going to finish. Tell me why. So I had to uninstall. Tell me why to be able to have enough space to put Redfall on there. Um, but Minecraft Legends, is this something I'm going to enjoy? All right. Let's talk about Minecraft Legends for a minute because this was number two on my Thunderdome list for the year. It was. A game I was really anticipating and looking forward to. I am a big fan of Minecraft. Uh, No secret there. I like Minecraft. I've got three children. My children play Minecraft and they all enjoy it. I think that Minecraft, obviously, you know, this this landmark Justin's kids are upstairs fucking playing it right now. Yeah, I can hear it's it. Just like they, fun. They're constantly playing Minecraft upstairs. It's, it's, it's one of those Minecraft games or that Roblox. it transcends video games and becomes popular culture in a way that very few games do. Right. Uh, like Mario does, like uh, Sonic did. You know, this is this is a landmark video game. It is. Uh, uh, I enjoyed Minecraft Dungeons, which was kind of the first big spinoff too. Minecraft we game. We played right? it. it me, was, you and Sean played that a little bit together. Yeah. And the, I think the things that were that I liked about Minecraft Dungeons was it was a it was a game type that I liked. It was an action RPG game. Uh, I enjoy those. I enjoy Diablo type games. And it was easy to understand. We I we jokingly called it baby's first Diablo, right? Or or my first Diablo, because that's kind of what it plays like. It's like, like a Diablo for little kids that have never played Diablo. It's very simple to understand. Easy controls, really cool movement system and levels and lots of charm and, and love put into it. Minecraft Legends, I anticipated being baby's first Starcraft, right? That's what I was right. looking for here. And to some degree, it is. To some degree, that's true about Minecraft Legends. You start the game uh, hearing this story about there's these ethereal godlike beings that are worried about the, the piglins that are these little pig creatures that are corrupting the world and trying to take over and they're raising an army and they're unhappy about it and so you are this legend that they call up to help stop that and they give you powers to call for golems and they you get the help of local Minecraft creatures like zombies and boomers and stuff like that uh, or creepers whatever they're called uh, you get the you get the assistance from those other Minecraft characters and you're going to control your your armies and send them forth and take out these pigkin bases and and you know there's a whole campaign to follow in that direction unfortunately this does not feel like baby's first rts baby's first starcraft to me i was having a lot of difficulty in this game and not that the game itself is difficult but the concept of controlling all of these armies together with a controller on the xbox was difficult and the game is made around using a controller by the way right uh right in the the way that they've tried to make that happen is by giving you a base that you build up and then when you get somewhere you build these little teleporters that summon in different you know you summon different parts of your army together then you can have up to 20 units at a time and you use a flag that is essentially just a copy paste of the whistle Olimar's whistle from Pikmin okay and then and then you send out parts of your army to different parts of these bases as you attack and uh that's that and you get different Different units, you know, which essentially act as different Pikmin. And I would say that this game plays much more akin to Pikmin than it say, does. It sounds to, like a Pikmin game. <laughs> yeah. It, it plays much more akin to Pikmin than it does to StarCraft, but it does have some of those elements of RTS games uh, that we that we know and love. But I don't think it does any of them necessarily very well. 
I think that it's much too basic in its in its execution of the ideas. It's you send forth things and you wait for them to attack, right? Now you have a sword, but you can only attack the pigkins and most of them die in one or two hits. But your little golems that you're sending out are all just kind of attacking these buildings while you sit around and wait for it to die. Now, I understand if this sounds like StarCraft to you, it is, right? That's exactly what happens in StarCraft, except there's much more to do in StarCraft. You're also going back and looking at your base and managing your economy and managing upgrades. This game, you're kind of just sitting around and waiting for bases to attack or your, your, these bases to die. And then when you get back to your own base, there's not a lot of base building mechanics in the game. There are these very strange upgrade mechanics that I, for the life of me, Brian, I'm an experienced gamer. I could not wrap my head around (laughs) how to get certain things to upgrade. I'm like, wait a minute. Do I... Do I got to build this building? No, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm, Which I'm is trying weird because you have out. so much experience with Minecraft. If you can't figure it out, that's there's something Both wrong Both Minecraft here. and StarCraft. Yeah. I, I yeah, was a there's big RTS wrong gamer here for if you can't many, figure this many shit years. Out. <laughs> it was, for whatever reason, I could not figure it out. The controls are kind of weird. It's kind. I kept pressing wrong buttons all over the place. I'm sure I would have gotten used to that after a while. But RTS games, there are a lot of controls. And so they, they give you basically spell bars like World of Mm -hmm. Warcraft, and you have pages of those, and you have to shuffle through the pages, move over to whatever you want to cast, then highlight an area that you want to cast it in, and then use the trigger to cast. That's that's essentially what these what your the building mechanics are, and so it's a very slow way to to do those things. Um, gathering resources is not terrible, except that there are many different resources that you have to gather, as opposed to you know uh, minerals and vespine gas like in StarCraft or gold and wood like in Warcraft. Uh, there are I I got to the point of having like six or seven different minerals that I have to gather at any given time, and it's not clear how to gather those either. In fact, sometimes you just have to luckily find them, even though you need them for certain things. I wonder if anybody else was having this much difficulty with this game, trying to figure out exactly what what each currency essentially is for, how to upgrade certain things. At one point, I uh, it got to a point and it said, build this building. And I said, well, I already built that building. I actually built it on an accident because I didn't know what I was doing at one point. So I built a building on an accident before I was supposed to. And then it said, build this building. And I tried to build the building and it said, you've already built that building. You can't build another one. But that was the quest objective. Right. And so I hard locked myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it resolved once I like restarted. It said, oh, building's been built. Never mind, you know. But that was that was another 20 minutes that I sat there trying to, well, I've built this building. Well, you can't build it then. But you need to. You know, I, I mean, I, it, I, I didn't realize it was a bug in the game until I actually just restarted the game later. Um, I don't know that I'm going to return to this game. I think if I it get bored like enough. It sounds like I'm going to uninstall it. It sounds yeah, like I'm not keeping it installed. If I get bored enough, I'll open it up. I might play it a little bit again. Uh, my children who are big Minecraft fans, they've opened it up and played it and have not really returned to it either. And so uh, I don't think it hooked them like it was meaning to. It definitely did not hook me like I was hoping it was going to. Lots of charm, lots of cuteness, kind of poor execution in my opinion. Okay. Especially when I got things like Advance Wars and Red Ball coming out. My goodness. I I don't think you should feel bad for dropping a game. You know what? I was so excited. Like I said, it was number two on my Thunderdome list. 
I'm not bummed that it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I don't even want to say it's bad. I just don't think it clicked with me. It's I don't not for think you. I yeah, understood it entirely. Yeah. Um, some people do seem to be enjoying it, but I, you know, I almost wonder if the game is not suited for a campaign. If it's supposed to be a PvP lobby matchmaking type game, and that's well what they be. were going for, and the and the campaign just kind of tacked on on top of that. Um, like Halo. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, actually, yeah, I, I I don't know if that's the case here. Um, I'm not going to jump back in for the PvP of it. If I was going to play, it was going to be for the campaign to get through it and kind of see what it has to offer. Uh, but as of right now, this is not the game that I kind of hoped it was going to be. And so I don't know that I'll be jumping back in anytime soon. I may actually take it off of the F- Xbox coming up as as I may need some space for Redfall. So Minecraft Legends may be one to go. Yeah, I actually, because I uninstalled, uh, so I had to select, you know, like 70 worth, 70 gigs worth. I should have just selected Minecraft Legends now thinking about it after hearing you talk but I actually uninstalled Tell Me Why and Wo Long because I haven't jumped into Wo Long yet I figured I would just reinstall it after I'm done with Redfall yeah I, you know I that's another game that came out and I never got to jump into and I yeah I, really I haven't want installed to. since yeah exactly I just never played it yet yeah and I still want to so I will reinstall that like that's not something I just uninstalled out of disinterest um, I will put that back on there, but I'm going to, I'm going to actually, when we finish up, I'm going to get rid of Minecraft Legends now and see if I can put Will Long back on there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that settles it for me. I'm not playing this game. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that you'll enjoy it very much. I, I, I don't think, think I would think, either. You know, I'm not even a massive you, Starcraft fan, so I, I don't think sure, I'd enjoy sure. it either. Yeah. You're not a huge RTS fan. I think if. If you leave it installed and you jump in and you give it 90 minutes, I know that seems like a lot, but it's not when you've got multiple hours a day to play video. You know, if it's a Saturday and you're like, oh, I'm going to play games all day. you know, Which give it an hour and a half. If you give it an hour and a half, I think you'll see what you need to see about the game to decide whether or not it's for you. And I don't think it would be for you, but it still may be worth checking. It's, it's in the mid to low 70s on Open Critic, so it's not an awful game. It it worked kind of well. There, oh, God, it was just tedious. It felt so tedious to me. Yeah, I think I'm going to get rid of it. I, I Maybe I'll jump in today, right? I'll give it the hour to hour and a half. I'll see if I like it, actually, uh, before I click uninstall but yeah. if it doesn't grip me in that first hour i'm out you know for a I'm for done. a game with a simple concept i i got confused multiple times maybe i'm stupid it could be that i'm that stupid sounds, sounds like my experience with after image <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> maybe i'm dumb maybe i just don't get it right maybe it's just not for me who knows who knows who knows oh you know what i've been putting a lot of time into again what's up mlb the show ah, don't say it i knew it <laughs> I finally started my first road to the show in 23. Um, So I one thing about MLB the show and and why I keep jumping in every single year is that I don't overload myself like I stick to one thing each year. Right. It's always road to the show that I usually focus on uh, because that's what I like from these games. I like taking control of one particular character or one person and starting in the minors and working my way up to the majors and eventually trying to become a hall of fame talent like that's what I enjoy so I usually will do like I'll start out each year in one position and I'll stick with that position for several months and then I'll eventually make a new character on a new position that I'll stick with for several months and then I usually bow out after anywhere from like six to eight months of consistently playing MLB the show Uh, so I never really overwhelm myself but I always am mixing up the positions that I'm playing so that it's like a different gameplay experience sure so I've been doing this this is the third year in a row right so I started with MLB the show 21 on Xbox Game Pass last year with MLB the show 22 and now 
obviously MLB The Show 23. 21, I think I did starting pitcher and catcher as my two positions. Last year, I tried doing outfield and it didn't grip me. I tried doing left field and I wasn't having fun. I ended up going shortstop last year and then I did uh, relief pitcher as my second one. And the character that I created this time, my first one, his name is Scott Levy after Raven. The wrestler. Fair enough. Um, I always just pick names that they give it, that they have in the system, so that way the announcers will say them. So I just put together Scott and Levy, so that worked out perfectly. And he is a closing pitcher, so he only comes in right in the ninth inning when the team is in the lead to solidify the win. So my my gameplay is is really quick each game. I'm usually only in there for one inning right now. I've already made it out of Double A. I'm in the Triple A farm system. I got drafted to the unfortunately Arizona Diamondbacks, which suck in this apps in this game, and they kind of suck in real life too. Um, so I don't know when I'm going to get called up. I normally at this point, I'm already in my second season in the minors and every year prior, I've made it to the majors within the first season. Okay. That did not happen for me as a closing pitcher. And I'm actually halfway through, I'm more than halfway through my second season. I'm actually in August. So there's only a month left and I've not been called up yet. So I think I'm going to make it through two seasons where I don't get called up. Um, I don't. And, and the, the diamondbacks in the game, they traded for a top closing pitcher like relatively early into my first season. Uh, so I don't know that I actually will get called up. Sure. Um, this might be a totally different type of experience, which is not a bad thing, right? I don't mind. I'm still have, I'd still a fun game, even if I'm in the minors. I just, I like the, the way that this actually is playing out. So um, I don't know exactly if I'll make it up. I might have to eventually become a free agent, maybe get traded. I don't know what's going to happen. So I have been having a lot of fun with MLB. The show it doesn't really do anything different, right? Uh, they did add the the uh, the Negro Leagues, which I think is cool. Uh, it's an entire like separate section, like it's entirely it's its own mode. Interesting, which is really cool. Like if it, yeah. it's if you it's one of the top modes in this year as well, um, where you get to MLB the Show twenty three Negro Leagues. I don't know much about it's its own storyline mode. That's what I thought. Okay. Which is it introduced eight Negro League players and their stories narrated by Bob. Kendrick. It's like a multi-year thing where you play through, and it looks like it's released as seasons, which is kind of cool. I think that's extremely cool. Yeah, like playing through characters like, or people that, I shouldn't say characters, I'm just so used to saying characters for video games. Right, Like Hank right. Thomas, Buck O'Neill, Jackie Robinson, um, Hilton Smith, just some, it's it's really cool. It's that's really very, freaking very cool. cool. Absolutely. So, I think that's a dope addition to MLB The Show that I will check out. Like, that's something that I, I usually avoid, like, franchise Diamond Dynasty like I don't go into that kind of stuff very often but that is something I will check out because that's actually relatively dope Um, but I think in terms of my next character after my closing picture is done because I'll give him you know I'll give it a few months Um, I'll probably stick with him through midsummer and then I'll switch to a different position with a different created person I'll probably end up going one of the quarter bases either third base or first base I'm just not sure which one yet Probably first base, actually. I played third base in real life. That's what I played in. Oh, did you really? Um, yeah, in when I was playing in school, I was a third baseman. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my position. I started out in outfield, uh, but I got moved to third base after a few years. Um, but I bowed out before I got to high school. I just really played during elementary and middle school. So I bowed out after that. Um, but what I'm having athlete. fun, right? I'm, I'm a, yeah, not really. That's why I bowed out. I'm <laughs> not an athlete at all. I'm a, I'm a nerd and a gamer. So, um, but I like baseball. I do like baseball. I do like football. I like my two favorite sports. So, right. um, 
it is something that I will obviously be playing, right? It'll probably make my can't stop, won't stop toward the end of the year, as it always does. These games I sink so much time into every year. Um, it didn't, like I said, it didn't add anything new, like gameplay wise, at least not from what I can tell or anything major. Um, these games largely just are updates, but they add new things like they did with the Negro Leagues this year. Um, but they're just fun. They're just fun games. Yeah. So that's something that I'll just keep going back to, right? Like when I'm, oh, I need a break from the story game, right? Just jump in and play a few hours of MLB The Show and right. have some fun. Because it's nice. I never play with sound on, right? Anytime I play sports games, whether it's MLB The Show, Madden, NHL, NBA 2K, even when I was playing EA Sports PGA Tour, I just load up Spotify. I put my own music on. And that's what's fucking fun to me is that I'm just sitting there playing these games and listening to music. That's amazing. See, I, I always think I would. I know if I I don't even like baseball. I know if I played MLB the show and did what you said, like listen to my own music, just got lost in kind of the. It's fun. Yeah. The game of it. I, I like games. I like sports, you know, and so I know that I I know that I'd enjoy it. It's one of the reasons that I don't get into like the NHL games, because I know you should hooked. try watching baseball with the changes they've made to the system this year. Like the games are quicker now because of the the pitch count and everything and like the pitch timer. Um, A lot of people don't like that, but the game. Games do last significantly shorter, like they're less amount of time. I'm I'm too invested in playoff hockey right now, man. Yeah, I know. You were having a heart attack the other night. Oh my gosh, I was dying. But the Golden Knights, you know, <laughs> passed the it. first round. They're past the first round going into round two. They are the first team to close out round one. First team to advance to the second round of the playoffs. Let's go. They're baby. still in it. Yeah, maybe it's their year this year. They haven't won oh, the entire thing that. yet, right? No, we have no, we have won zero cups. We've been to the finals once. Yeah, that's why I thought you guys made it to the finals like your first year, right? Our first season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've only missed the playoffs once. That was last year. Yeah, you guys uh, have only been around for three years, so. Yeah, it's uh, well, no, five. Has it been five? Yeah. Okay. It'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how the rest of it plays out. There's a lot of good teams in the playoffs this year. The Bruins are so good. The Oilers are so good. It's a uh, it's you know cracking an avalanche. I think that neither of those teams are going to give us too many problems depending on who wins that series I, it just depends yeah stupid seattle stupid sean nah man i like the Kraken. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually really glad they're doing pretty well so isn't that's their first season too so it's cool they made the playoffs no this is their second season is their second see i don't know anything about hockey yeah this is this is, <laughs> this is their second season in fact i think they're playing right now uh no toronto and tampa's playing right now who nice let me see hold on hold on a second hold on i have Let's... the baseball scores running just because of the fantasy baseball league that i'm in with dan and all of dan's friends and live update Oh, they play tomorrow. They play game seven tomorrow. Um, nice. Yeah, but uh, Very nice. Yeah, Carolina finished out their series. Panthers blew, or Bruins blew a huge lead. Panthers, they're going to game seven. So uh, the Stars finished their series against Minnesota. So uh, Stars, Hurricanes, and Golden Knights have so far advanced to round two. Nice. Well, very yeah. good. Yeah. Very, very good. But I actually think that'll bring us to the end of current conditions. So let's jump in and take a look what's on tap as we move in to the seven-day four. Forecast. Do you like how I put music behind this again? I yeah, the I was waiting for that it. to happen. I like it. Yeah, I missed the music behind this segment. It had to be there. <laughs> I did it like, what, two episodes ago? Had to be there. But yeah, we are now in the seven-day forecast. These next two weeks are going to be relatively light with, you know, a major game coming out next week. So, as I mentioned, a lot of companies tending to avoid that period because they know everyone is going to be jumping into Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out. So exactly, why even try yeah. to bother putting out your game anytime in that window, right? Just avoid that week entirely, which most people are doing next week. 
Um, this week we have a couple interesting games to talk about, one that I'm really looking forward to, and a few that we actually covered when this was max level in Kickstart My Heart are coming out this week as well, so that's actually relatively fun. Game number one, coming today, hopefully the day the podcast posts, if it goes up on time, Monday, to PC, The Witch of Fern Island. Welcome to Fern Island. As Abriel, become immersed in the island's culture, uncover its deepest secrets, and master magical trades. Overcome the challenges of the island to demonstrate your mastery of magic and become the most well-known witch around. We talked about this one previously on Max Level for Kickstart My Heart. This looks fun. It does look fun, yeah. This looks cool. Yeah, this looks really fun. Kind of, uh, you know, like a slice of life simulator almost. Uh, the dead Ditter is farming, if I'm remembering correctly, right? There's there's some things going yep. on here. Yep. Um, this game looks fun. This game looks really fun. I don't know that it's something I would jump into anytime soon, but I think this game looks fun. Game number two coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series, Age of Wonders 4. Triumph Studios' award-winning strategy series has emerged into a new age, evolving the game's iconic empire building, role-playing, and warfare to the next level. Explore new magical realms at Age of Wonders' signature blend of 4X strategy. I don't know what that means. 4X is the company. Okay. And turn-based tactical combat. Control a faction that grows and changes as you expand your empire with each turn. I don't know anything about Age of, Age of Wonders, really. I, I want to say this is kind of... Because I think 4X is the company that makes like Crusader Kings. And so that I want to say this sounds is, similar. Yeah. Um, I think that this is kind of the the uh, that kind of gameplay, right? Controlling massive armies. And oh, yeah. no, that's Paradox. Shoot. Who makes? I don't know. This is what 4X does. I know that much. Anyways, let me see. 4X games. Oh, they do the civilizations. That's OK. Oh, civilizations. So okay. Stellaris. Yeah. Uh, Endless Space. Warhammer. They do some of the Warhammer stuff. Uh, this is going to be fun. I think reviews for I this are this already will, out. I think In this fact, will be big for those that like the style of game, right? Yeah, Age of, Age of Wonders was a was it was a big game for people that like the style of game uh, some years ago, and I think it's been a while since Age of Wonders three. But at any rate, um, the people that I've seen that have talked about this game, it looks like a huge improvement on the formula in pretty much every way. Yeah. So I, you know, people are going to love this. It's on Game Pass too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I didn't see it on Game Pass when I looked at the Game Pass list. Okay, I, I I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I I thought maybe it was. No, I don't think it is. I do not think it is. We do have two games on Game. Pass past this week that are on the list, but this is not one of them. Okay. One of them, though, game number three, coming on Tuesday to PC and Xbox Series, playable through Xbox Game Pass, it's Redfall. The town of Redfall is under siege by a legion of vampires who have cut the island off from the outside world. Trapped with a handful of survivors, slay alone or squat up in open world FPS action. This is the next big Microsoft first party game coming from Arcane, right? The developers behind the um, Dishonored series that I really enjoy so much. Um, This game looks fucking awesome, man. We just watched the launch trailer the other day and that's hype as hell. Like this game looks so much fun. You and I were talking and trying to figure out like how the end game is going to be. And apparently there is no end game, right? This does seem like just a game. You were saying how a lot of people were thinking it's going to be like Left 4 Dead, which we know it's not. Um, This is just a fun, sounds like campaign driven game that you can play with friends. I think that's what it's going to be. I I don't know. They have not shown us enough about like what the gameplay of this looks like, but what they have shown us looks super fun. So I'm really, really hyped. Yeah, you and I are hoping because, you know, we, we I have it pre-installed. Uh, I know you probably do, too, or at least will. Um, you said you might jump in on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm hoping you and I can play together when we do. Like, 
I'll wait. Like, I'll wait to start it with you. We'll just do the whole, as much as we fucking can together. That'd be so much fun. That'd be amazing. I'm super hyped. Yeah, I really want to play this game. Really looking forward to it. Hopefully it's good. Game number four, coming on Wednesday to PC. Kaku? I think is maybe how you say that. K-A-K-U. Kaku. Yeah, let's go Kaku. Ancient Seal. Yeah. Kaku Ancient Seal puts players in the role of Kaku, who's tasked with going on a journey across a sprawling continent to restore balance to the land. Accompanied by your pet pig, you'll have to brave the four elemental regions and conquer their lords if you're to fulfill your destiny. This kind of looks like a Zelda-like game. Uh, it's on Steam. Right. And it, to me, looks like a cross between, like, Zelda and Vex. Remember Vex on the GameCube? Vex. No. Was Vex a GameCube game? Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and Xbox. Uh, this is this is Vex. I'll send you a, the Wikipedia link. But it reminds me of a cross between that, which was obviously a Zelda-like game, right. and just The Legend of Zelda. Huh, okay. But it looks fun. This is something I could see myself wanting to play. Right. And I like that you have a pet pig. <laughs> How could you not like that? Yeah, that's kind of cool. So I think this is something that I definitely might check out. The little pet pig flies, dude. Like, if you look at look up the screenshots on steam your your pet pig he's got these massive ears and he's just like hovering around above you kind of like navi for link right <laughs> like i said this is a very zelda like game um i think you'd probably be into it too Man, I've never even heard of this. This is interesting. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either until I was looking at the Steam DB upcoming games for this week. This is one that I did not even know actually existed. So I'm glad I do now, though, because it looks relatively fun. Um, game number five coming on Wednesday to PC, a game we talked about in Kickstart My Heart a couple months ago that looks really fucking fun. Tape to tape. Tape to Tape is a roguelite hockey game where every choice matters on your journey to build the best hockey team. Choose your path, hire unique players, discover synergies between them, pick unique abilities, bribe the referees, or visit the Blade Master on your way to restore hockey's former glory. This looks like so much fun. This looks freaking dope. I, I remember talking about this one. I did not remember the name of it, but I remember it now, and I am excited for this game. This looks awesome. Yeah. I think this is going to be one that I definitely jump into. Uh, I liked the silly characters that you were able to recruit that we were talking about and looking at when we were reading the, through the Kickstarter campaign. Um, I liked everything about this when we were talking about it. So I did say I wasn't going to back it, but that I would probably pick it up when it came out. I'll stick to that, right? I think this looks dope. I'm going to get this. I'm definitely going to have this game. I don't know if I'll play it this week or anytime soon, just with all the big games that are coming out. But this is something that I absolutely will end up playing eventually. I think tape to tape looks great. Game number six coming on Thursday to PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and it is playable through Xbox Game Pass, Ravenlock. Enter a world of wonder and danger in Ravenlock, an action-packed fairy tale adventure by Coco Cucumber. Follow, follow your curiosity through a mystical mirror into a lost land of terrifying monsters and a malevolent queen. Wield your sword, unleash your spells, and fight your way through beastly bosses in lush, handcrafted environments. This game does look gorgeous, dude. It really does. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's already available for pre-install on Xbox, which I do have it pre-installed. So when I tagged Redfall, I also tagged Raven. I think it took up, I think it was an extra like four, maybe five, somewhere around that gig. It's like it wasn't a massive game. Um, so I did put Ravenlock on there as well, because it is something that I want to jump into and, and check out. It seems like it would be fun looking at the videos and screenshots. And again, yeah. it's fucking gorgeous. 
it looks super cute. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that game that came out? The Gunk? Yeah, yeah. okay. Last yeah, I year, do. Uh-huh. That's what this gives me vibes of. I could see that. Yeah, okay, fair. I could see that. It, this also has somewhat Zelda vibes too, though, doesn't it? Like, Absolutely, it kind of yeah. does, yeah. Interesting that we're getting some, some Zelda-like games the week before Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, that's probably not interesting. It's probably by design, so. It's, yeah, definitely by design, for sure. <laughs> Um, man, some of these boss encounters look really cool in Ravenlock, too. I think I would enjoy this game. I think I would like this game. So I, I, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it eventually. Game number seven coming on Friday to PS4 and Xbox One. I don't have a description for this one because we don't need it. Uh, but it's a Hogwarts Legacy port of what released earlier this year on PS5 and Xbox Series and PC, right? Right. This is just the PS4, Xbox One version of Hogwarts Legacy. But worth mentioning because I do know not everyone has a PS5 and an Xbox Series or a PC that can play games. Maybe you still have just a PS4 and Xbox One and you were looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. Now is your time. This is when you get the chance to play the game. If you have a Switch and you're waiting for that version you still have a little while ago and i don't know why you're waiting for that version if you are (laughs) but that version doesn't come out to like july of i think june or july there's still a little bit of ways to go for the switch version of hogwarts legacy our last game game number eight coming on friday to pc ejected rivals formerly known as stunt fest world tour dive right into the crazy action circus of ejected rivals this destructive stunt royale is no place for weak bones Grab your car and battle against other players in adrenaline-loaded competitions. Show off your spectacular tricks, race, wreck, and bounce with style. What are you waiting for? The show's about to start. See you there. This reminds me of Riders Republic, and I'm not into it. Uh, that's interesting because you liked Riders Republic so much. I did like Riders Republic, but this one just doesn't look great. It's a THQ Nordic game. Your um, favorite. I know, I know. No, I'm just and Frank's, uh, Frank's favorite. Frank's favorite, yeah. Uh, I don't even remember when this was called Stunt World, whatever, like Stunt Fest World Tour. I don't remember this game. There's that recreation game that the developers of Bird Out are making, Criterion, that I'm really looking forward to, like in terms of a stunt-based game. But this one's not it for me. This doesn't look fun. I'm going to skip it. Fair enough. My pick of the week this week is Redfall. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's the definite pick of the week here. Um, it just looks it just looks like a good time, especially when you're like we talked about, you know, getting in there with friends and playing it together. I think that this is going to be a freaking blast. Yeah, fair enough. I can't wait to play this with you. Like I said, hopefully we'll get a chance to do that this week and we can talk about our experience playing it together next week on the show. That'd be fun. You bet. Let's That'd be go. a lot of fun. But that will be the end of the seven day forecast as we move into the extended forecast before we close out the show. We got some release dates that got confirmed over the last seven days. World Championship Boxing Manager 2 releases on May 17th. That game actually looks kind of fun. Star Trek Resurgence releases on May 23rd. Pretty Princess Magical Garden releases on June 22nd. Nor 9 Last Era releases on August 24th. And the big one, Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon releases on August 25th. How fucking good was that trailer, dude? I'm so excited, man. From Soft, I don't know what they're doing. It doesn't matter as long as they keep this up. Just like, keep going. Oh my god. God, they are just cranking out potential game of the year releases every single year, right? Sekiro, Elden Ring, now Armored Core 6, I think, after watching that trailer, actually could be a contender. Um, and and they're still pumping out a, an expansion for Elden Ring this year, too, on top of Armored Core 6. My word. I don't get how they're doing it. You know, even with Armored Core 6 coming out in August... You know FromSoft will have another game that releases in 2024. I don't know what it'll be, but you know they will. Man. And it'll be great. I don't get how they do it, 
but I am so in like FromSoft. I really do think they're one of the best studios out there right now. Um, Armored Core 6 looks phenomenal. And I didn't think it was going to be that good, right? I mean, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be that for me until I saw that gameplay trailer and I was blown the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. It has a, a lot of near Automata elements in it, too. That gameplay trailer really sold me on it. And yep, that's it. Now, that went from a Gamefly to a day one purchase for me. Absolutely. So I can't fucking wait for Armored Core 6. No delays to confirm this week. And next week, obviously, we do have some major releases next week. Week, um, outside of the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is going to dominate next week and dominate the next few weeks in terms of discussions, Darkest Dungeon 2 also is releasing next week, which I know is a big game. Yeah, that is. And a game we talked about on Thunderdome, Death or Treat, also comes out next week. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, that's next week. Actually, I think that's the day before Tears of the Kingdom. So I don't know why they're so close together. I, if I was Death or Treat, I would have gotten out a little earlier or pushed by a few weeks. But um, we'll see how they do. But yeah, next week is big. Tears of the Kingdom, man. We had a couple couple commercial trailers drop on YouTube that I saw Nintendo release. Still no mention or hint of any dungeons. I'm scared. Yet. I'm scared. It's coming. I'm totally terrified. I know I don't think it's coming. I really do think that the dungeons and tears of the kingdom, and I guess this will be confirmed next week when we jump in, but I feel like the dungeons that would have been in Tears of the Kingdom are just existing in the world itself. Which is unfortunate. But if they do it right, and if each section of a maybe like if different Different areas of the map feel like they would have had a dungeon there and it's just like the entire section is the dungeon itself. I maybe can give that a pass because that will basically be like dungeons, but I will still miss my traditional dungeon experience if they're not there. So we'll see. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping we're all wrong and I'm hoping there's dungeons when we jump in next Friday. This will be pre-installed. I haven't bought it yet, but I will have this ready to go so that way I can jump in immediately on Friday. When I'm I mean, there's, there's an extremely real chance here that this is my game of the year. Honestly, and uh, of course, as as it as is a real chance, it's mine, right? Like you never know, you never know. This game has potential to be so fucking good. So we'll see. We will see. But that's the standard forecast, and I think that'll be the end of play on arrival for this week, Kyle. Unless you have anything else you want to mention that we didn't cover before we get out of here. Let's see. No, I don't think so. But I do have some brand Got a new pee-pee? music. Oh, oh yeah, you know Got I that do. Pee-pee it's this been week. a couple of weeks since I was able to whip my PP out for this show. Yeah, and you know how antsy I get when the PP doesn't come out. I know. It's like you know you're ignoring it. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I've brought this one up yet. Okay. Uh, have I? I don't think so. Charlie Crockett. That's Charlie with an E Y Crockett, like Davy. Uh, this man is. A country singer who has been taking the country world by absolute storm he is a blast to listen to he's got a song called the man from waco that i think is just freaking incredible i love this song i love everything about this song uh go listen to it charlie with an ey crockett like davy charlie crockett the man from waco this episode of play on arrival the weekly video game forecast has been brought to you by rpgera.com Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.
Yeah.